Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps, I'm Stephen Maggi. Well, this week on the show, you'll meet Kelly Cardenas, world-renowned hairstylist whose salon at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas makes visitors look their very best, so much so that even some fly in from all over the country every five weeks for their services. Then we'll finish our look at Elliot Ness with author Douglas Perry as part of our look at Prohibition in conjunction with the Mob Museum. And we'll pay tribute to Tony Sacco, longtime Las Vegas entertainer that passed away this week at the age of 65. All this, plus Scott Robin tells us the best permanent Las Vegas shows to see, and Steve Keller explains why he started the Casino Legends Hall of Fame. Well, you know, you can do everything in Las Vegas. Let's face it, you eat great meals, you see great shows. You can also fix yourself up in a way that you can't believe one of the great artists in the world is actually, among other places, has got a salon in uh, Las Vegas. Actually, it's uh, Kelly Cardenas. You've heard of his salons. He's famous. He's got some of them, several over, and there's one at the Hard Rock, which I think is a great spot for it because Kelly's known as kind of a guy that kind of combines rock, fashion, and luxury. Was Vegas an exciting place, Kelly, for you to set up another salon because it kind of fits the excitement of Las Vegas? Absolutely. I think that uh, Vegas instantly made us global because, you know, everyone in the world, uh, you know, you don't have to travel to everybody, but everybody in the world uh, at some point ends up in Vegas. And whether they admit that they love it or not, I know everyone does. So the fact of uh, us being there in Vegas, we get a chance to be able to expose ourselves to the world. What you've done is kind of bring excitement to a a field that you know, a lot of people think, oh, everybody in these salons are wild and crazy. Actually, as I did a little research, I found out it's quite conservative in some regards, and you've kind of brought some in. And really, the interesting part is it's kind of a work ethic, right? You say you'd be humble, but at the same time, you want to you want to push as far as you can. Is that what drives you, Kelly, and what drives your salons is, is that excitement to take it to the next level up? Absolutely. I think, uh, number one, taking it to the next level up as far as service, but we always wanted to do it with integrity. And, you know, our industry, when I got into it 25 years ago now, uh, it wasn't always known as the, the uh, most upstanding industry in the world. And you know, the reason why is because the way that people acted uh, in our industry. And uh, we wanted to be able to bring a different type of integrity. We wanted to have people who were amazing people in the community, phenomenal people, um, as far as with their families uh, in, the, in the, the financial infrastructure of the city itself and be contributors, and on top of that, do great hair. And I find that that combination is a, a recipe for success. So we've constantly, constantly pushed on just creating stories of amazing people. And it, when you get a chance to be able to come into the salon, it's not so much the environment. It's great that we're there at the Hard Rock. The salon is absolutely beautiful, overlooks the pool, separate room to get your head shampooed. But I tell you, when you come in contact with the individuals inside the place, they are the ones that are the lifeblood and the heartbeat of all that we do. Yeah, and I think people are really excited when they go down to Vegas. This is a place where they can really pamper themselves and the luxury that you guys are bringing to this field. You know, it's a place where a lot of us have seen movies like Shampoo. There's a lot of different thoughts. But, you know, I look at some of the people you deal with and you get a lot of celebrities going there. 
for starters, because they're going to get treated right, but more importantly, they're going to come out looking good. I mean, what a client list you have. I'm seeing there's UFC fighters, Shannon Elizabeth, uh, just some really big names there that come out there. And uh, I know you even did some stuff for Snoop Dogg. Uh, kind of explain that. And is that something, because it's not just about celebrities, though, is it? Well, we want to make every single person in the world be uh, feel like a celebrity when they're in the place. And it's always great because when we have the, um, you know, we're, we're actually going to be up at Sundance this, uh, this weekend. And we're going to be, uh, we're going to be working with Kenny Loggins and, uh, actually going to be working with the producer, uh, this weekend of, uh, La La Land. And when we get a chance to be able to have those things, it gets, it strikes people's attention. But really for us, we want to make sure that our community, um, and we, what we refer, refer to our community is, is our whole nation because, when you come to Hard Rock, you can get phenomenal experience. And if you live in Chicago, you can visit our salon in Chicago. If you live in Salt Lake, you can visit our salon there. If you live in uh, Southern California, you can come and see us in Southern California. So this is a, a, a launch pad for all of our brands. And we want to make sure that, again, every single person feels like a celebrity and has five-star service without the ego. We okay. want to make sure that everybody feels like they're the king or queen of the earth for that 45 minutes or an hour and a half when they're there. Um, and that, I think, is going to uh, help our brand, our brand to be able to grow. Well, it, it's great. You say as a launch pad in Vegas is a great spot because a lot of people are coming from all over the world. So let's talk about somebody that's maybe coming in. Now they hear this. They go, oh, okay, that sounds great. You know, the Hard Rock's a fun place, too. Any advice for somebody coming in? I mean, is it, is it a place to go and go crazy or you know, just kind of let your people kind of suggest things? What, what do you recommend for somebody, a, a first-timer? Well, what we love to be able to have is I always say that bring me two pictures of what you love, but bring me three pictures of what you don't want. And those things are so great. And uh, nowadays with technology, you can do them on your phone. Um, you can bring in your Pinterest account, um, things like that, that is going to work out amazing. Also, too, we always want to make sure that um, we have a personal connection with every single person. So if you're visiting the Hard Rock, um, most hotel salons, when I first started in the business, in the hotel uh, aspect, most of the time, the hairdressers were thinking, this is a one-time hit. I'll never see him again. So I'll just go for the gusto with every single person. But with us, we go in with the concept of that we're going to see this person again. And even if they are not uh, you know, a, a frequent visitor to Vegas right now, they are going to be because of the experience that they had in the salon. And we have this right now. Um, you know, We have clients that fly in from all the way from Florida every six weeks wow. that I've been doing for you know. This is now my 18th year working with them, and every six weeks they fly out because they found us at, at a hotel uh, that I worked at previous. And so we want a person to be connected, and we call it responsible hairdressing. And when you bring a, a picture in and we know it won't work with your hair type, we're going to let you know. We're going to be truthful with you, let you know of we're going to assess your hair texture, your hair type, but most of all your lifestyle and your maintenance and then cater exactly what you need as opposed to us looking at a trend and saying, okay, you need to have this trend. We want to look at what's going to be best for you in your lifestyle. Boy, I love the concept of honesty like that. I know what you're saying. I, I can understand loyalty because I know it's so hard to find a place where you really feel comfortable. You know, and let's face it, if somebody makes a mistake on your hair, you got to live with it for a while. <laughs> so I, I can see the, the loyalty thing and, and honesty is just so important with that. And that excites people. And, you know, Part of the reason your people can be honest like that is I know there's a lot. You, you don't just go there and go, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give Kelly's people a call and uh, start working on people's hair. There's a lot they got to know. And things like color and stuff, that actually takes a lot of training, doesn't it? 
Absolutely. We have a, a training program. The only way into our company is through the assistant program. So our assistant program runs anywhere from six months to a year, no matter how much experience the person has. So they come into our, uh, our environment, not only learn the techniques that we have that are signature to our company, but also they're learning the culture and the integrity behind it. We have meetings every single week, and this may sound crazy, but all five of our locations meet every single week via a video call. We do it over Google Hangout. And every single person in our company has to stand up, tell us who they are inspired by in our, inside of our company, and let us know of what they're doing as far as uh, to be able to make a difference. So we have what's called a rack, a random act of kindness that everyone's, uh, is, you know, that they have to do every single week. We also have a Yelp. Uh, if you want to, you want to have great reviews, then I believe you have to review other businesses. So everybody in our company is required to do a Yelp review on another business. We also are required to have a local business focus, which we will patronize um, throughout the week. So you can imagine if you if you have a business, um, say you have a business that's you know uh, uh, a tailor. Now, okay. if that's our local business focus for the week, then any that's all we talk about in the salon. So we drive our 250, 300 guests that we have come in to that tailor and imagine what that can do to be able to spur business throughout your whole community. So we want to not only be consumers of it and be a, a successful business ourselves, but we want to feed other businesses in the community because we believe that that's our, our social responsibility. Boy, that's got to be exciting, not only for the hard rock that loves to have you know people come in and looking for you specifically, but I got to think it is a big deal for communities because people, uh, you know, it, it's a way where you'll find out great people and by doing those Yelp things, you're going to find the best and people are going to be comfortable that when you recommend them place whatever it is uh it's going to be good and that makes it all the more valuable to keep you as the place they take care of their hair absolutely so we want to give back i mean we want to give back as much as we possibly can i mean and that's why it's so nice to be in the hard rock because you know we the valet is literally right below our salon so you could valet if you can do that you could be in and out and we want to be able to support the community so we're supporting countless soccer teams um baseball teams, football teams, uh, being, uh, you know, involved in the community that way. More with Kelly Cardenas in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. World-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. 
Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. You are listening to Kelly Cardenas, owner of the Kelly Cardenas Salon at the Hard Rock Hotel. Kelly, you emphasize the importance of putting together the right team of stylists to deliver the salon's customer service. Today, in today's society and with today's feeling as far as the generation that we're dealing with now, most of the kids that I work with now, I call them kids, it's not, I mean, because I, I think of them like family, right. um, but most of the kids now are more and more engaged in why we're doing it than what we're doing. So back in the day, it used to be, you know, oh, well, I can give you this amount of money and that's 
that would make your decision. But nowadays, people are saying, okay, well, what difference am I going to make? That's making my decision on where I'm going to work, and that's what we want to do as we continue on. You know, you say it right in your mission statement, you're devoted to innovation. And as you see this field, and as we mentioned before, it's something that hasn't changed a lot. You know, and yet you're doing some things that nobody else has done. Uh, as you look on to the future, is this something where to really continue to kind of dominate the business, you got to be on the on the cutting edge of this stuff? And that doesn't mean being strange either. That just means getting people what they want. Well, and when you said being strange, I think that that's a, a part that a lot of kids, when they start off in this business, that they go towards. And that's what, number one, it's what attracts a lot of people to our business, but the opposite side even is something that for us is is different too because we have a lot of kids where for when they go through the assistant program we actually have them cover up their tattoos if they have multiple piercings we have them take them out um the reason why is because we want to get our guests engaged with the person as opposed to a strong image and then once they build their business we bring that back in because we don't want the person to be freaked out by the image. We want them to think, wow, this is a phenomenal person, and then, oh, you happen to have tattoos. Oh, you happen to have these things. So we're not trying to shock people. We want to have upstanding, amazing people who happen to do great hair. And if you want great hair, you got to go to Kelly Cardenas Salon. It's in the Thank Hard you. Rock in Las Vegas. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Kelly, where can, is there a place online we can go? They can check it out, make their reservations before they head out? Absolutely. It's uh, com. And what I would suggest is if, you, if they haven't, if any of you out there haven't experienced the salon, uh, we do a thing called Shampoo Champagne Sundays. And it's one of those days where it's a, a downtime. Most salons aren't open. You can come through, have a phenomenal uh, blow dry, uh, incredible wash house experience. You have champagne that is provided there. We have a live DJ. It's just an amazing, amazing way to be able to start your week. Sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks so much, Kelly. Best of luck. You got it. Thank you. Well, as you know, the Mob Museum is featuring an exhibit on the days of Prohibition. Last week, we took a look at the life of Elliot Ness, who we all know from the Untouchables. Today, let's go ahead and continue our conversation with Douglas Perry, expert on Elliot Ness, whose book, Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero, is considered the definitive piece on Ness. You know, people don't realize that bootlegging didn't end with Prohibition. Uh, after uh, Prohibition was repealed, uh, liquor was legal, but now it was heavily taxed, both at the federal and state level. And so bootleggers continued to make a lot of money through the 30s, into the 40s. Uh, and this was a big problem in a lot of big cities, but it was not a big problem in Chicago. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Ness, during the, uh, the Untouchables period and, and directly afterwards, uh, did a really good job of dismantling that mob uh, operation. Well, you know, you said about methods. Talk for a minute, if you would, about some of those methods, because he comes in, and as you say, Capone's running the whole show. Nobody could do anything to stop this. Uh, you know, he, he was actually a hero among some of the common folk and so forth. How? What, what, what were some of the things he put in that really started to put a dent in Capone's power? First thing he did was put in wiretaps at every known uh, Capone haunt. Uh, and at this time, wiretapping was relatively new, and there weren't any rules applied to it. You didn't have to get a judge's okay to put a, a wiretap in. And so he just blanketed, uh, you know, uh, the city with, with uh, wiretaps. Um, and, and so that was extremely valuable, because it took a while for uh, Capone and his men to realize uh, where this information, uh, where, you know, how Ness was finding out about some of this stuff. At the same time, uh, while 
even though Capone uh, was so successful in bribing uh, public officials and uh, policemen, uh, he still went to great pains to keep his big breweries in secret locations, um, and went to you know took a lot of measures to uh, to camouflage them. Um, and so Ness uh, figured out that uh, they reused their the beer barrels, and so he set up stakeouts outside of uh, big speakeasies, uh, and they followed the barrels so that were the empty ones were picked up uh, late at night and taken to a barrel cleaning facility, and then on back to a brewery. And so that took some really intricate uh, uh, work on the part of uh, Ness and his team, because it's the middle of the night, there's almost no traffic, and so they've got to follow these guys without being seen. Uh, and so they would go, you know, like one block or two blocks, and then they would, you know, turn off so that they wouldn't be, uh, you, know, uh, you know, figured out. Right. And then they come back the next night and do the same thing with another couple of blocks, and they did it, or they go along parallel streets. And so it took them quite a while to, you know, follow them all the way back to the barrel cleaning facility and then over to a brewery. Uh, but it worked, and they uh, they took down quite a few breweries. It's incredible. But you, know, the part of the book that I thought was particularly interesting was what he did after this. He goes to Cleveland. Uh, he was the public safety director there. You know, not only was he continuing some of the great work that he did in Chicago, but also his, um, as you talk about in the book, he put in some of these type of approaches that have worked to this day in terms of policing uh, a city and so forth. That's right. I mean, his greatest work was in Cleveland, uh, and it's uh, just not widely known. Um, he came in, he was uh, 33 years old when he became safety director in Cleveland, which was then the sixth largest city in the country. Um, it was, uh, a, with Capone at Alcatraz now, it was uh, arguably the most mobbed-up city in the country. Uh, the police department was uh, completely owned by the mob. You had police officers out there doing the mob's work for them. Um, and Ness, uh, th this is why he got the job, because uh, the police department was so corrupt that uh, other people, you know, who were more qualified uh, didn't want it. Uh, a new mayor had come in, Harold Burton, who was a reformer. He later became a Supreme Court justice. Um, and he had uh, a U.S. attorney in mind and a, a U.S. Secret Service agent uh, who was from Cleveland, and they both turned him down because they looked at how corrupt that police department was, and they thought it's just going to be too hard to really make an impact. Ness jumped at the opportunity to, to take the job. On day one, he told the press he was going to weed out every single traitor in the police department. Uh, he went out and he hired a group of secret investigators. Uh, they were officially hired as uh, city parking lot attendants and city janitors, that kind of thing, because... This was before uh, internal affairs divisions in police departments. Wow. Uh, so those guys went out and started uh, investigating the police, and Ness led that effort. He didn't want to be a guy who sat behind the desk. Within a year, he convicted uh, uh, almost a dozen uh, senior police officers, and so many dozen more uh, started headed for the exit, you know, taking early retirement if they could, and he just turned over that police department. Back with more from Douglas Perry, author of Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero, in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie.
Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America. Thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association and United Water. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no, tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. <laughs> Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't it's think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep. I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early, and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, 
the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. We are back with Douglas Perry, author of Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero. We were just discussing what Ness did in Cleveland. Basically, he eliminated the corruption of the Cleveland Police Department. And at the same time, you know, he started all these innovations. The first uh, police academy in Cleveland. Uh, Before Mm. Ness, new police officers were just given uh, a badge and a gun and sent out into the streets to, to, to learn by doing. And so Ness changed that. Uh, he also loved new technology, um, things like uh, lie detector tests, ballistics, um, <clears throat> blood work, all that kind of thing. Wow. He, uh, he helped pioneer that work. This was even before the FBI lab. That's, that's incredible. And also, I understand he uh, did something that we take for granted now. He put everybody in squad cars where you could see what they were, you know, that they were the police and so forth, uh, radio systems to go back and forth. I mean, we take that for granted, but apparently when he did it, it was uh, pretty uh, revolutionary. Right. I remember uh, a car was a luxury for, for most people until, um, you know, the post-war era. Um, and the typical way that uh, you know cities were policed was by a police officer walking a beat. During the Depression, uh, budgets were squeezed, and Ness uh, simply didn't have the manpower to have officers out walking every beat that needed to be patrolled. And so he, he put guys into cars. Uh, the city couldn't afford to buy a fleet of cars, so he had to lease them. Um, There's only 32 of them originally. Uh, but he painted them uh, this kind of gaudy uh, tricolor scheme. Uh, the officers hated it. They, they thought, you know, they were driving around in clown cars. Um, but it was effective because uh, the, the color uh, was so striking that people on the street remembered seeing a police car. And so it gave the impression that these cars were, were always around and they were everywhere because you remembered seeing them. Um, and he had a lot of success with all of these innovations. Uh, it's the Depression, and so crime is spiking in most big cities. In Cleveland, it's falling fast. Wow. And so other uh, big city police chiefs started to take note of what Ness was doing uh, and, and started to uh, adopt many of the same policies. Uh, one thing I haven't mentioned yet, he also embraced crime prevention practices, which uh, was heavily criticized at the time. He was called you know, soft on crime, um, his officers were derided as social workers uh, because he sent them out to really work the communities, um, you know, and, and try to find ways to improve the communities. He would work with uh, youth gangs and to work with the homeless. Uh, he created a jobs program, which was well beyond his purview as safety director, but he saw the need. He saw that young people needed jobs and apprenticeships and things like that, and so he made it happen. And uh, all of those things are pro forma today for a big city police department. But he was uh, he was the first to do it. You know, with with all he did and with his like fearlessness when it came to going after the biggest crime gods of the time, was his life always in danger? I mean, I would imagine that you know, starting with Capone and all the way through, they must have wanted to just get rid of this guy. It was uh, sometimes in danger. Uh, Capone was a pretty smart guy, and he he knew it wouldn't. Uh, 
behoove him to start killing uh, uh, the, the guys who are tasked to go after him. That would just turn uh, public opinion against him. Um, but certainly they in Chicago they harassed uh, Ness. Um, in Cleveland, uh, I would say his life was probably a little more in danger. Uh, he, he, someone shot at him once when he was driving home from work. Uh, threats did come in. Um, he, it, he never seemed to be too bothered by this. Again, he, he kind of got a rush out of this kind of thing. Um, his wives had a real hard time with it. What did the folks in Cleveland think of him? Was he a big hero to the people there, or did a lot of this go unnoticed at the time? No, he was a huge hero. Uh, I mean, uh, corruption was taken for granted there. It was kind of assumed that nothing could ever be done about it. So when he came in uh, and started uh, turning things around, uh, he became a huge celebrity. He uh, was, uh, you know, people approached him on the street all the time. He had a favorite restaurant that he went to uh, for lunch every day, and people would wait outside that restaurant five, six deep just to you know, watch him come and go. Well, the book is Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero. Douglas, uh, people I assume can get it everywhere, right? Absolutely. Uh, you can go to my website at douglasperry.net, uh, but it's, also, it's uh, available on Amazon. It's available uh, at Barnes & Noble and uh, probably at your uh, local uh, bookstore as well. Well, we'll certainly look forward. Thanks for being with us today, Douglas. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. When we return, we'll pay tribute to the late Tony Saka. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Visit us at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. 
Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts, that's plural, dot com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. Back for more, Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. On Tuesday, we lost Tony Saka, well-known Vegas entertainer for the last 30 years. His TV series on cable ran through his entire time in Vegas, and currently, Tony was hosting a popular afternoon stage show at Bally's. Let's listen now to my recent interview with Tony from a few months ago. If you come to Las Vegas and want to know what's happened since, oh, since the 1930s when it really got hot, there's a show that can do that all for you and entertain you with great music and comedy. And uh, it's playing at the Bally's Hotel in the middle of the day, which I think is great. Two o'clock, it's something great to do in the middle of the day. And the star here is a legend in Las Vegas, Tony Saka. Tony, what gave you the idea to put this show together? You know, growing up in Philadelphia, I realized there's a, a great history at Philadelphia, and I kept thinking, what 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 is the history of Las Vegas all about? And uh, and I looked into it, and uh, there's not too much history. It, it goes about 100 years. Uh, it really started in 1829. We won't get into that one. But in 1904, when they found that there was a water-rich... Uh, uh, yes, water. they started coming to uh, Las Vegas in 1904. In 1905, uh, they made it a city. Uh, and then, it, uh, and then the, the plaza comes in t- uh, uh, in the early 30s and and 30s, 40s, 50s. There's a lot of different th- things that happened over the decades, which this show talks about. 
Yeah, it does. And what is nice is a lot of these shows that kind of go back to the old days of Las Vegas, they leave out the current. Now, you don't do that in this. You go all the way up to Britney Spears and Jennifer Lopez. Was that important to you to make a full thing so it's not just for the old folks? No, I mean, that's part of the Las Vegas history. Uh, the new headliners that are working at Las Vegas, and when it was Frank, Sammy, and Dean, now we got Brittany, Shania Twain, we got Celine Dion. So it was important to include that, and also, we, as you know, we go into the year 2050, so we predict what's going to happen in the year 2050. The show is very funny. You've got music. You've got a whole group of people that are in this, too. Some very talented women and a comedian. It's just a, it's a great show. Was that something that you kind of brought the guys together and thought, okay, what can we do? Because it's got a nice flow. There's going to be something for everybody. Well, actually, uh, when I conceived this idea 11 years ago, um, I was sitting down with one of the legendary comedians, Mr. David Brenner. And he actually, uh, I told him about my idea about the history of Las Vegas, and he created the minor for me. He actually said, we need an original character in this uh, play. And uh, so we created the minor, and because David is a comedian, we thought we did, we'd do all the history with comic overtones, as you can see. So the, the comic impressionists actually talk about the history of Las Vegas, and they add comedy to that. And then, of course, we have a great multimedia video presentation that actually shows each decade... And then, of course, I come out and do the, uh, the uh, characters like Sinatra and uh, Louis Prima and Donnie and Marie. So, yeah, it's, it's full spectrum. It's got multimedia. It's got comedy. It's got uh, showgirls. It's, it's got everything in the show. Yeah, and the multimedia is really well done, and the nice part is it complements what you're doing on the stage. It doesn't overpower it, or you know, it doesn't underwhelm either. It's just the right mix. And one of the things you did that I thought was wonderful, you and um, one of the gals, was the Keeley Smith-Louis Prima thing. I, I thought it, it must be a lot of fun. You guys look like you're having fun, and you're putting it doing it just right. Yeah, I've gotten compliments about that. In fact, a friend of mine who produces the rap package back, he said I do one of the best Louis and Killies that he's seen, and that was a compliment coming from this guy, because he doesn't compliment anybody. <laughs> well, Louis Prima is a great act, and this is just a lot of fun. Where do you get the energy? I mean, okay, you're not a 20-year-old guy, right? And you were doing things. I was getting tired in the uh, crowd watching you. Well, you know, uh, I've been exercising for about 50 years. So I do a lot of cardiovascular, I do a lot of stretching, so I have to be in shape in order to do this show, yes. Well, it pays off, i got to say. You've also got a book out, and that is a great history of, first of all, biography of what you've done, and it kind of tells the whole story of since you came here. You came from Philadelphia, is that right? I was born in Philadelphia, but I actually came from Puerto Rico when I was performing at the LCM Juan Hotel, and Siegfried discovered me and asked me to come to Vegas in 1981, and I came here with my identical twin brother, whom I lost uh, 17 years ago to leukemia, but we were an act, a twin act. We toured all around the country and the world until I came to Vegas, and then... Um, we, uh, we broke uh, the MGM Grand, which is Bally's today, so I was in this hotel 33 years ago. One of the things in there, there's some great music that everybody will recognize, but there's, a, I think, four songs that were original, and they're great, and they really show a love for the city. You must really love this place. It seems like it's just one with you. I wrote that song in 1982 when I first came to Vegas, Las Vegas, the greatest town around, which I sang on the David Letterman show in 1986. In fact, two days ago, Paul Schaefer was backstage. And when I went up to Paul, I said, do you remember you did, I did the David Letterman show and you were here in 1986? I had a picture when I was on the Letterman show. So I wrote Vegas, the greatest town around in 82. Then I wrote uh, five other Vegas songs, Vegas Nights, Las Vegas Rocks, Downtown Las Vegas, that actually complements the show. I got four original songs in this, we're calling it a um, we're calling it a musical comedy matinee. 
Yeah, and I think that's a great description. And it's funny. Before it came, I had a couple people talk about it that had seen it, and they said, same thing. They come in, they think it's going to be just kind of a joke and kind of a catchy thing, and they go, wow, that was really good. I mean, you get a lot of that where people are surprised in the middle of the day, yet I think it's a great thing to have in the middle of the day. You know, we started out very slow intentionally because people say, you know, it starts out a little slow. We bring the minor out, okay? There's not a big fanfare or anything like that, but the videotape opens it up, fanfare. The minor comes out sort of like, they go, I wonder what the hell's going on here now. And then, of course, um, you see some more videotape of Vegas in the 30s. And then, of course, I come out and sing downtown Las Vegas, where it all started on Friedman Street. And then we show more videotapes. And then we show, uh, then we take it to the 40s when, uh, when we were developing Vegas, uh, that our troops were f- defending our country. The girls come out and sing the Andrews Sisters in the 40s. And then we go to the 50s with the McGuire Sisters and uh, Bobby Darren. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot in this show. And I think people are also got to realize if you're going to sit up close, you might become part of the show. Now, you don't make fun of people. It's, it's very friendly. But you get involved, and people seem to have fun with it. They're really having a great time. They, they don't know what to expect, especially myself, being a legitimate singer, doing so many comedy routines in this show, which I really enjoy. Uh, before I came to Vegas with my twin brother, I used to do a lot of show. We were a show band. And we toured around the country as a show band, which I didn't do too much here because I've been hosting television for 30 years here in Las Vegas. As you know, I got the longest-running TV show in the history of Las Vegas. I've interviewed everybody from Red Fox to Celine Dion to Byron Manila, Earth, Wind & Fire. So, yeah. And that thing's been going on for, what, th- over three decades, isn't it? My show's over three decades long, yes. Yeah, three wow. decades, yeah. Tony received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the White House. Tony Saka was 65. Up next, we will visit with our Las Vegas insider and head out to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie. From the famous to the fascinating, in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, Dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. 
Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. Time now for our weekly visits with Scott Robin up first, and then Steve Cutler of the Casino Legends Hall of Fame. There are headliners that come in this town, they always have, but the regular shows have changed over the years and so forth. What are some of the better ones? I mean, I know a lot of people like are familiar with Penn & Teller, partly because of the, some of the internet work that Penn Gillette does. But what are some of these acts? I know this is like if you win one of those talent contests, it seems like you get a show down here. <laughs> well, you can. it's easy to get a show. Well, I shouldn't say it's easy, but quite a few people get shows, but they don't always keep them. Uh, Vegas is kind of this place where if you win a talent show, you get a show, but you've really got to provide value to people or you're just going you're, you're gonna to go away. And the ones that have closed needed to close. Uh, there have been a couple that are, I think, a surprise overall because a show like Jersey Boys, which closed literally uh, yesterday, uh, was a truly great show, a Broadway-style show, and it just kind of it ended its cycle. I think every show, even a good show, just has a natural life cycle, and that one came to an end. I think there's a natural attrition. I think there's a saturation point uh, of a lot of these shows. A few lounge kind of style acts have closed. Uh, Matt Goss is one that's uh, closed or closing. Uh, Frankie Moreno is another one. He was very popular, has also closed. So those lounge style acts are closing. The big Broadway production style shows are closing. It's, It's just a very interesting time in Vegas because... There's no real, there's no real pattern, but, and, and the shows that are really killing are traditionally popular entertainers like Britney Spears. When did you get the idea that, you know, having spent that time in the business and so forth, okay, we have to get all this together and tell the story of this place? 
Well, in, in 1994, I quit my final job in the gaming industry at the Desert Inn, and I decided to get my collection and, and create an attraction out of my collection and something that would truly tell the story of Las Vegas, which to me is the most iconic city in the world. Anyways, it, it kind of morphed over a, a two-year period into the Casino Legends Hall of Fame. I was fortunate enough to be able to partner up with the Tropicana Hotel and actually put a physical display in the Tropicana. It was only intended to be there one year. It turned out to be almost eight years, and during that eight-year period, we inducted about 90 people into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we had major ceremonies. Uh, we used the Tiffany Theater where the Follies Brigier was held. We used the full orchestra, and it was standing room only. We'd have everybody in the audience from Jerry Lewis to the governor and everybody in between, past inductees, future inductees. Uh, it was uh, the event and, and the hot ticket to get. And incidentally, you couldn't buy a ticket. It was invited guests only. Thanks for joining us this weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't be stupid with your skin. It's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out UV lamps from a tanning bed they can turn your skin beat red wrinkles come from the UV light and eight spots make you go frightful sight with UV light it gets worse skin cancer is a wicked curse don't be the one that's tan and dead use your brain use your head it's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.